Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Every word of God is flawless. It's without flaw, without any imperfection. Word of God is flawless. And he is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Now, here's my first thing that I wrote down as I was studying and just really diving into this scripture saying, God, what do you want to say? And why is it such an issue for us to feel like we have refuge? I don't know about you, but sometimes I take refuge in weird things. Now, let me explain. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I put so much trust and strength even, you know, in taking refuge in my career, in my mind. Is there anybody else a witness to that in your life? You take refuge in your money? Here's how you can know if you take refuge, because I want to break it down. Like, what is what is taking refuge, right? We'd say refuge, and I don't know if anybody uses that word today. Does anybody use that word in normal English? You go to your, your work, and like, hey, um, does everybody know where we eat lunch in the place of refuge? Is there a, a place of refuge to eat lunch today? You know, I don't, I don't think we actually use that. Or like, does anybody have a refuge device? It's raining outside. I need a refuge device. Uh, but, you know, I don't think we use the word. But let me just break down like refuge. Here's how you know if you take a refuge. Because refuge is a place where you go for safety. Okay? A refuge is a place where you go to get away from something and protection from something. So it's, it's refuge is, is like what we, what we even hear about when, you know, there's war breaking out and they have a place for refugees, right? It's, it's a place of refuge where you can go and be free. You can go and be free from the harm that's coming away. Now here's how you know if you're taking refuge, like this is how I know that when I take refuge in my money or my career or things like that, is when the money is gone and my life gets panicky. Can I get a witness in the building? When all of a sudden the favor maybe runs dry a little bit and you start to feel it, Start to see the bills. My kids don't know nothing about bills. They think they, they know life. They're like, I can't, uh, they were saying in the, the car the other day, she was like, Dad, I can't wait to be an adult. Can I just be an adult now? I just want to be an adult because I really want kids. I'm like, no, there's like a lot wrong with that thought process. <laughs> but let's, let's hit one at a time. So I'm like, babe, do you know that you have such freedom right now? What do you mean, Daddy? You know that you have no thought of bills right now. And Zion chimes in. He's like, <clears throat> "What bills are you talking about?" I'm like, hey, we got we got lots of bills. Let me talk about bills, okay? Everything costs money, okay? And so sometimes when I see bills coming in my perspective, and like it's like the money doesn't make sense, and on paper it's like, wait, how are we gonna? And what's gonna? And what have? Then I know I'm taking refuge in something other than God. It's easy, because when it's out, I get panicky. I get crazy. I start to do crazy things in order to seek that refuge again. Anybody, did anybody uh, attest to that in your life? Or maybe it's in a relationship. 
You know how many single folks we have in the building? Raise up your hand. Put your, put your hand up. It's a great opportunity to look around. Look around. Oh, look at all these single people. Hello. Hello. This is an age old, but let me give you a little, little, little help, okay? If you're in church or in a church setting, this might not happen in the real world, but let's, let's talk about church. You can just go up to that person, say you have an interest, and you, you're watching their worship life. They got their worship on, you're like, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Dear Lord, the, the lights are all being on. You just go up to them. You bring your Bible into it because you want to be all spiritual. And you say, hey, listen, my Bible doesn't have, uh, it, it seems to be missing your number in the, the book of numbers. Uh, would you mind writing it down for me so that I can know? It's just easy, just segue, a little icebreaker, so just, just so you know. But if you're single, okay, sometimes we can take refuge in relationship. And you get in a relationship and it feels good. Oh, baby cakes and you hang up. And you know, you're going out, you spend lots of money. How many guys in the building, you know what I'm talking about? You start dating, it's like, I didn't know this was gonna be expensive. Like, this is a lot of expensive. Hey, just get away. Get ready, because marriage is a lot more expensive, okay? You're, you're just breaking in right now with the date. You think it's expensive now? You just wait, what? You just wait. When you become one, all the money go, all right? So that's what you gotta know. But, but sometimes we can even take refuge in a relationship. And even when you're married, I mean, let's just go there for a sec. You can even take refuge in your relationship with your, your partner, you know, your spouse. And you know it whenever things go down, whenever the breakup happens, or that person's not there for you, or that person's having a bad day, and you're like, oh my work! You gotta go to that voice, you know, when you do that. Oh my work! Why are you talking? Like, this is a, this is a good thing. I was finding a lot of peace in it. I was finding a lot of security in it. And all of a sudden, you're gonna take that all away? That's how you know you take a refuge in it. It, it, means, it means way too much for your safety. And so today I wanna talk about being shielded by the Father, being shielded by God, taking refuge in Him. It says, every word out of God's mouth is flawless, and He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. So point number one, taking notes, write it down. Here's what I jotted down. You can only be shielded by what you take refuge in. You can only be shielded by what you take refuge in. There's a little nugget of wisdom for you. I, I remember we were in Florida, and I was with my family. We were on vacay. It was a good time. And we had this, this moped that we used to have. And it was a little, I don't know, it was like a 40cc. It wasn't big, but it was just enough to be like, and have fun on. And so we were at the beach, and I don't know if you've ever been to Florida, but Florida's one of those sporadic, spitting rain places, okay? So like in the middle of the afternoon, it'll be sunshine, you'll be hanging out at the beach, having a blast, and all of a sudden, rain for like an hour, and it'll go away, and you'll be back to sunshine. It's crazy! But we were at the beach, and, and same thing happened, we were just hanging out, chilling, and the rain cloud came, we were like, oh no, what are we gonna do? And we weren't that far away from you know our place that we were staying, but um, we had a moped there at the beach. And I was like, oh, I wanna drive the moped home. They're like, are you sure? We can just leave it here, come back and get it. I'm like, no, I wanna take the moped. This is gonna be awesome fun. So we get on the road, I'm like, wee, I'm loving my, yeah, moped life. You know, just, have you ever been on a moped? Let me know what? I love mopeds, they're really fun. It might look silly, you know, to some people, but I think they're so cool. So I'm like a moped, like love and life, and the wind's blowing in my hair, and all of a sudden the rain starts coming. And I don't mean just a little trickle. I mean like it feels like bees are 
dinging me kind of rain, okay? I'm driving all of a sudden, that's, ah, ah, the, like, ah, because it's like hitting me so hard. It was crazy, but you can only be safe and shielded by what you take refuge in. And when sometimes when we hit life and we're just out the open, like, you know what? I got this. I got this. You ever go into a season like that? You feel confident, ready to go? Like, I got this. I got a good job. I got a good relationship. I got all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, it goes down. Rain cloud comes out, and all of a sudden, you got this light hitting you, and you're like, ah, that hurt. That really hurt. Oh, that was painful. And all of a sudden, you're hit by life. And God said, I want to be your refuge. I want to be a, a place of safety. I want to be a shield for you. But you can only be shielded by what you take refuge in. You can only be shielded by that that you get under to be protected by. So you have to ask yourself, what are you taking refuge in? It's a great question to ask yourself. Because when life hits, and it does, life hits for everybody, you know. Uh, we're just hanging out with the Eastern folk the other night and talking about, you know, fall break. And then when they got back into the swing of things, it was real heavy, right? Because they're like, everyone's got to catch up now. Took a week off. Hope you enjoyed it. But come on back in the real life, you know? And so, like, sometimes life just hits you unexpectedly. You come in and it's like, wow, this is really heavy. This week is crazy. But you have to understand, where am I taking refuge? Where am I being shielded? Second thing I want to look at is God's words are flawless and for our good. This is a lie that we have to battle constantly. And I always have to battle this because sometimes we look at God through the filter of our human relationships. Right? So you can kind of have like relationships go sour, even parental relationships go bad, and you feel neglected, abandoned, and all of a sudden you take this into your relationship with God. And it can really taint how much experience and encounter you have with the good father. And, and that's why so many times, you know, man, I can't tell you the countless conversations I've had with people. Just about how, you know, church was this, or someone did this, or that, and that, I'm not about God. I'm not about church. I've been there, I've done that, and I'm not about it anymore, you know? I bought the t-shirt, it didn't fit, so I took it back, you know? But so many of us have that encounter with God, so we have a filter. But I just want to break that down because every word out of God's mouth is flawless and for your good. It's for your good. And sometimes, you know, when, whenever we hear a word from God, like every season we pray over what God is speaking over that season. And we just pray over it because we want to be in an alignment with what God's speaking. Because the Bible says many plans are in a man's heart. We come up with a lot of stuff. Are you, are you a planner? I'm not a planner. My wife is, okay? I'm not going to take credit for that. Like she's a uh, a game plan. Like, I, if, if I weren't married to her, I'd pay her to plan my life because she's just that good. But some of us, we, we make a lot of plans. But, but if they're not in alignment with the purpose of God, the Bible says that his purpose prevails. It's the one that rises and is on top. It's the one that happens till the end. But we have to understand two things. Like, God's words, number one, are flawless. So when he speaks a word over your, over your life, over your season, Right now, we're in a season of into the new. God has just spoken this, this season of completion over this church, over us as individuals and over our families. I can't tell you how many families I'm talking to right now. They're like, wow, that's so my season right now. God's bringing us to an end of a season so we can step into the new season that he has for us. 
And it's an amazing thing when we listen to God and understand his words for us are for our good. Look at your neighbor and say, it's for your good. It's for your good. Now turn to the neighbor that you ignored and tell them it's for your good too. It's for your good. In Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, this is from the Passion Translation. It says, truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. I love the way that breaks it down. Because when we lean into God as a refuge, not only are we safe, this is the beautiful thing. When you lean into God, when you get close to him, it's amazing what happens to his voice. It's amazing what happens to the volume of how he speaks into you. Is it making a difference when I take this mic away from my mouth? And then all of a sudden, you can't really hear me that well? And you have to get close. Because I'm very loud. I'm a loud person. Let's just go there for a sec. I am loud. Okay? But it's one of those things like if I'm far away from you, it's kind of hard to hear me. And you're like, hold on. Speak a little louder. And so if I get close, right, if I come down, I'm like, hey, now can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah. Like lads, I can hear you from the state. That's okay. And with, with, with God, is when we take a refuge, we start to hear his voice. And when you start to hear his voice, you start to understand every word out of his mouth is for our good, even when it doesn't make sense with our plans. Sometimes we got plans that are outside of his will. Okay? And, and you don't know that until you take refuge in him and start to hear him yeah. and what he's speaking over your life. This year, I hated our word. <laughs> we pray every year, God, to find the year, you know, mark it out. <sighs> and some of you, you know, you're laughing with me because you know what word, but but it was unstoppable. Or yeah, that's it. Unmovable. Thank you. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Yes, unmovable. So I was like, wait, we're we're a family that's like, get, try, go, plan, dream. Woo! Sky's the limit. Woo! Woo! You know, like that's who we are as a family. And every word out of the course of our years has been like new, fresh. Move, rebuild. You know, it's just like, yeah, I can get on that. Immovable? You want me to sit? You know? I'm like, God, whoa, 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 whoa. Immovable? Like, like stay? Stay put? I remember me and Ashley, we had the scene where we're like, let's go pray, and we'll come together and talk about it. And then, you know, like 100% of the time, we, we match on because we're just like, how do you know God isn't a, a schizophrenic God? He's not all over the place and speak one thing to you and speak another thing to you and speak another thing and hopefully y'all make sense of it. Like God's speaking one word and if you really tune in and listen in, you can hear his heartbeat for your family and his heartbeat for this city. It's incredible and it's all one tone. I can't tell you how many pastors I'm talking to right now and it's the same word. God's speaking over every congregation to get us alive to what he wants to do in the city. It's amazing. So we all always come together. I remember the first time we came together, it was like, um, I had like, like stay. And I was like, I'm just feeling like stay and I hate it. And can we pray again? You know, can we take a double take? You know, they didn't hear them. They didn't clean out their ears or something. Like, I don't know. And she's like, no, I felt the same thing. I'm like, ah, you know, all right, we'll come back to it. And I remember immovable. But can I tell you, it's been the best thing for our season. This year has been a year of growth, death. God has taken us so deep so we can handle the branches that need to expand, the seeds that need to drop for others to grow. We have to go deep, and God is the same word for your life. But it only happens when you take refuge in it. 
Then you start to understand God's word is flawless and for my good. Everybody say, for my good. Gotta emphasize that, for my good. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 2 says, Every promise from the faithful God is pure and proves to be true. He is a wraparound shield of protection for all his lovers who run to hide in him. I love that. Everybody who runs to him, he's ready to wrap his arms of protection around. He always provides with everything we need. Charlie on my cell phone. Does anybody remember when cell phones go like this? I don't. So y'all are all over desk. I love you. But so many times we treat God like, like an emergency call, right? And it's like, oh my word, when things go bad, when things go crazy, it's like, God, where are you? I need you right now. It's like a 911. 911 emergency. Yes, yes, yes. I need assistance right now. Like, send somebody right now. What's happening? Uh, just everything. Everything's going bad. Everything's going bad. Uh, finances aren't in. Uh, my husband just lost his job. You know, the kids are crazy. Do you have kids? If you don't, don't have them. They're nuts. My kids are wild. Everything is going south. Um, so get somebody here now. That's how we treat God. It's like, God, get here now. I don't know where you've been, but come. And so we treat him like that, like this, like SOS. Can I just tell you this, though? God, this will, this will help you and set you free a little bit because sometimes we, we treat God like this SOS, like we need to only come to him with, with our problems and what we need. And, and even sometimes I, I, I've heard a lot of people say, like, I don't know what to say to God. Like, I don't know what to tell him. Like, when I talk to him, like, what do I say? And what do I do? Because sometimes we treat God like this, almost like, like this ATM machine. It's like, all right, I'm ready to do something. You know, and so I'm come to him for something. Can I tell you that God wants a relationship, not religion. He doesn't want you set in a track of this is what I must do and this is what I have to do. He wants a relationship with you that's so deep that you know his core. You know who he is. In fact, you can test the words that come at you by his character. Sometimes we, we test it by the things that we have set in place, right? And so we have this system of what you know, what is religion and what we should be doing and all stuff. And so we test our word through that, and, or maybe even our experience, we test it through our experience. We're like, well, that feels good, so it must be God. Well, that feels right, so that must be God. And we don't test it to his character of who he is. Like, we don't, we don't know him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, if you were to come to me and say, now listen, Elijah, your wife is literally going around and screaming at people. She is saying hateful things. She's cursing people out. She's doing this. Now, if you know my wife at all, you know that is not Ashley. And I, I would tell you, you probably have the wrong person. Because that's not my wife. My wife is, is so full of, like, bubbliness, kindness. Like, she spews out joy. I, I think about her, like, whenever I get a mental picture of her, I picture her, like, dancing on clouds. Like, rainbows and unicorns, and she's riding on this amazing cloud, and nothing could harm her good picture of the world. So if you came to me and said, hey, Lige, listen, your wife is nuts. She's, she's just spewing out gross. I'd be like, listen, I understand what you're saying, but I think you got it wrong because that's not my wife. There's so many of us, we don't know God. And so when somebody comes to us and says, well, God must be punishing you. 
or God, man, God's mad. God's mad. And you, maybe you don't know God. You haven't been around him. You haven't taken refuge in him or know his voice. You only call him in emergency. God, where are you? So you only know that aspect of God. You don't know the goodness of him. You don't know that he just, he wants to be around you all times. He wants to love on you like a good father. I want to hang out with my kids. I don't just want to correct them. I don't just want our whole relationship to be like, no, you can't, no. The same thing with God. He doesn't just want to be this correcting, judging God. He's a just God, praise the Lord. But he's a God full of love. And if we know him, then any word that comes over our lives, and maybe, you know, we've had a lot of people even they talk to us about, like, our call here to fill it. Are you sure? Are you sure that was God? Like, like, I don't know. You're just stepping out and like faith like that? Like that's that's whack. You don't have a plan. Like, listen, I know my God. I know him. I know what his voice sounds like. I know him. So you have to know God, write this out. God answers every call we make. God answers every call we make, not only the emergency ones. In Psalm chapter 145, verse 17 says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him. Beep, 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 beep. Hello, this heavenly father. He always answers every call we make. It says the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Maybe today, you know, maybe you've either been in these two categories. Maybe you've been in a relationship with God where you've been like all pursuit. I mean, it was like amazing. You have this connection that was un. Tainted, nothing was in the way, distracting. It was just like God and you. And then he's singing the song now, like you're in the season where you're like busy and you got things going on and you just disconnected. And he's like, I used to call me on the cell phone. I used to have a thing. You talk to me regularly, but now you don't call me on the cell phone. Some of you just need to take today to just like reconnect. Just reconnect. The beauty thing is God answers every call we make. Yeah. So when you know that, that he's a, a father that's right there, you know that at any point you can pick up the phone. Be gone. Some of you, you never picked up this phone. You, you do. You, you, you treat like church and religion and all stuff like it's a, a thing you check off your list or have a thing. That's not bad. We're all on the journey to figure it out. I get it. I've been there even. I grew up in a Christian home. And I know what it was like to be a Christian before, like having a relationship with him and just doing it because my mom and dad said or, you know, we had rules and so we did all that. I get that. But then I, I remember the time when it became more to me than just something I did because my parents said so. And it was an encounter with him. It's when I picked up the phone and I heard his voice, and I'm like, oh wow, this thing's real. This isn't just something that we're doing. Like, this is a relationship that I'm having. 
And so some of you have never done that. You've never picked up the phone. And today might be a great time to start a conversation. To just pick up the phone and say, hey, you know that first date when it's so awkward and you're like, you're writing down like 15 questions just so you have material? You're like, what if my mouth goes dry? You know, what if it gets awkward? You know, what if we ask the wrong question? Sometimes we treat God like that, like, I don't know what to say. Like, when I get on, I'm like, hey, it's Elijah. Um, yeah, uh, this is awkward. Have you ever seen those movies, like, where they make those conversations with God so awkward? You know, they're like, hey, um, yeah, uh, like, so I'm going through this. Like, I don't know if you hear me, but if you could send an angel, we'd like to win this baseball game. So, yeah, God. He sends an angel, an angel in the outfield. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like, oh, I see him too. Yes, yes. So that's what you got. It's like, uh, like, I don't know. And that's okay. Sometimes it's not the words, it's the intentions, right? It's just uh, getting in the space, being on purpose, like coming in and start the conversation. It's a beautiful thing. Some of you are like, I'm not really passionate about God. I think you talk about all the time, like, Pastor Elijah, like, oh, yeah, you're passionate. You want to go after his heart and not feel like it. Like, this is, this is cool. It's cool to be a Christian. It's cool to love God. But, like, the whole passion thing is not. Let me, let me teach you something that, that, that someone taught me back in the day. It, it changed the course of my life. You ready for this? It's one line. Your passion is in what you pursue. Your passion is in what you pursue. I'm not saying this across the board. I'm not speaking like a general thing out there. But just maybe you don't have a passion for the things of God or a passion for his dream for your life or passion for it because it's not something you're pursuing. It's something you kind of set on the shelf like, I'll come to that next Sunday. I'll figure it out. You know, just do my life. And if I need him, I'll pick it up. But there's no pursuit. There's no like, hey, God, I really want to hear you. Like, I, I want this relationship. Like, I, I want to go after it. And the Bible says that he's a father that's waiting. He, he inhabits the praise of his people. Like he's, he's waiting on us to just lift up a praise and lift up a thanksgiving and just say hi. And he's like, oh, I'm all about that. Like stop the agenda. My kid's talking to me. Like that's how God is. I can't tell you how many times that I just felt like, like, like gross, like nasty. And I'll, I'll just lift up praise. I'll say, God, okay, crazy stress is going on in my life, but God, I just praise you. I thank you for what you're doing. And I'll just feel his sweet presence right there. I'm like, wow, thank you, God, encountering me in the midst of where I am. And James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, so then surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him, and he will turn and run away from you. Verse 8 says, move your heart closer and closer and closer to God. Hey God. But it's, it's an action. It's, it's moving closer and closer and closer to God. Because it's very hard to be passionate about something when you're so far away. It's so hard to be passionate about something that you're not pursuing. Your passion follows your pursuit. So if you're pursuing hardcore it's, it's like every couple that I counsel, I can bring it all the way back to, what are you pursuing? Because if you're pursuing the other person, 
Your passion is going to follow. Well, I don't feel like loving him because he's so mean. But I feel like loving her. She doesn't say the right things. She always pushes my buttons, right? And so we, we treat it like I don't feel it, so I'm not going to do it. If I don't feel like it, I'm not going to do it. So we have this thing of like, if my passion's not it, so I'm not even going to try. we got to understand the, the, the finding it is in the try, right? The, the passion is found in the pursuit. And when you start to pursue and say, you know what, God? This season, I'm all in. I know you're calling me into the new. You want me into that new season. But i got to do something different in my walk in order to step into that thing you want for me. Yeah. Come on, somebody. This is a great season for you. Because you're going to gain a passion that's so uncontrollable. You're going to gain a passion for God, a passion for the things that he has for you, because you're going to pursue him. You're going to pick up that phone and say, God, oh, I just want to talk to you. You hang up. No, you hang up. God, is so funny. I love you. It's a pursuit. It's every day. Coming again. God, I'm here, dude. How are you doing? You didn't have to tell me to call Ashley every day when we were dating. Uh-uh. I was picking up that phone down all the time. Speed dial, baby. Non-stop. Yo, baby, how you doing? How you doing today? We had this language, we, we learned Italian. Well, let me break it down. We didn't learn Italian, we learned a couple lines in Italian, okay? Because our whole pursuit was like, oh, we want this whole language that nobody else knows but us, because we're like, oh, you know? I don't know, there's a lot of Italian people, okay? I get that. But I'm saying, like, we just wanted this thing, like, when we were around people who spoke English, we're like, hey, you got this little thing, you know? But we only learned uh, these couple lines, and one of the lines was, li molto good disco. And if you're Italian and building, like, that's not how it's said. Okay, fine. We'll talk afterwards. You can teach me. But we had this line. I'd be like, hey, baby, the Malta Cudisco. And she'd be like, oh, my word, the Malta Cudisco. And I'd be like, oh. And it's just sweet talk. Nonstop, just sweet talk. We're dreaming about the future. Talking about it. You didn't have to tell me to pick up the phone. I tell you, that's what your relationship with God needs to be. It's not like you're like, push, like, hey, have you talked to God? Hey, did you talk to God? But it's like, hey, I want, I desire his voice because I understand his words are flawless and his words are for me. Yeah. And when I step into that, when I step into his words, I understand more about myself. I understand more about why I'm here, what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the last point I wrote down. His voice draws us higher. You might be saying, hey, Lodge, I don't know when I hear his voice. Can I tell you his character and his heart for you is to draw you higher. Draw you higher. Amen. That's why I always question whenever if someone comes to like, I don't know, God's really telling me just to kind of pull back right now. Like, I don't know. Because God's heart for you is always to draw you higher. Always to get you closer to him, closer to community, closer to people who love you, closer to people who are going to empower you, give you what you need. And when we, when we step into this refuge, this place of refuge, where we're in the midst of his, who he is and, and what he has to speak over us, we start to realize that his words give us life. His community gives us life. Close with this scripture. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 through 5. It says, 
the Passion Translation says, but I have this against you. You've abandoned the passionate love you have for me at the beginning. Think about how far you've fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. I will come to you and remove the lampstand from this place of influence if you do not repent. Turn around. Some of us, I think this is the call for us today. Maybe some of you have, have treated this relationship with God just like something that's on the, the, the stand. It's like something you can go to, but only in time of need. And my heart for you today, this is what I've been praying over all week, just for you to encounter this relationship with God that's for you. Not something that you need in an instant. Not something that when it gets stressful or too crazy, then you have time for it. It's like we talked about last week. When you set him first, when you put him first, first of your schedule, the first of your money, the first of your time, the first of your energy, first of your passion, this starts to fill you with everything you need to pursue life to its fullest. And one way you can know that it's his voice is if it gets you better, if it draws you higher, if it gets you clear in your vision, if it gets you clear in what you're supposed to be doing, and clear in the love for people. Okay, God will always draw you higher with his voice. And I love him so much. I love him so much. I just want to give a call today, just a simple call. Those of you that say, I want to come back to my first love. Back to that, like, pick up the cell phone again. Say, God, I'm here. I'm here. This season might be crazy, but God, I want you near. I want that refuge, that shield, that no matter what comes my way, I have you about me. But we're about to do the walk for 821 this weekend. And I invite you to come spread the word. We have 150 to 200 people coming out to walk the streets of Philadelphia, to make a stand for freedom, to be a voice for the voiceless. It's that, it's that refuge, that place of safety say, on our watch, that's not going to happen. And God, when he's about you, he stands as a shield for you to say, on my watch, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to let anything happen to you that's going to harm you or bring you down. Because my voice lifts you higher. I'm all about you. And life may come, but he's going to strengthen you in everything you need. In everything you need. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.